Uh, welcome back. This is this is the day podcast, and I'm going to go ahead and jump into the lesson. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about the puzzle of the church, and we are going to start it with 1 Corinthians 1.10. I'm going to turn this so that it looks like I'm looking at y'all and not just the screen. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. It's fine. Um, so I'm doing this on Instagram Live, so if you hear like wondering goths, it's because I'm talking to everyone on the live too. We're going to be starting in 1 Corinthians 1.10 and it says, um, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and judgment. A big quote that I hear often and that is a part of several things, and nobody really knows the first person who said it, but it says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And as we find ourselves a part of the body of Christ, I mean, you see it in every service that you are, you know, you hear the preachers like, God is one. We are the chosen people. You are called to do something. And everyone goes like crazy and they're shouting and they're jumping and they're patting their fists, everything. And we do that to show that we stand for our beliefs. We stand for our uh, standards <laughs> and we stand for just what we believe in. And the reason why we stand so strongly for these things is because we've had a personal experience, whether it be at a youth camp or at, um, you know, a regular service, whether it be in your own personal room or just something in your life that, you know, like God did this for me. We all have our personal experience. But beyond that, Christianity has stood this long test of time through medicine, historical, the Bible has proven things before people were smart enough to prove it. <laughs> and we just know that Christianity has stood beyond people who wanted to persecute us, who wanted to silence us from the catacombs to prison to the public to right now at our fingertips. Christianity has lasted and, you know, we stand with these privileges and these resources at our fingerprints, fingertips. But the thing is, so do the people who stand for other things. People who stand for things that we know that the Bible says is wrong. Things that are tearing others down. You know, they have the same platform and they are standing just as loud and just as proud. <laughs> And, and they go into their streets and they do it in their apparel. They stand for it in their apparel, in their work, in their school. They fight to be heard and respected. While we've begun to sit back quietly and only shout in our church and only shout when it's easy or when everyone else is doing it. But when it comes to when we actually need to in our schools and our work, we get timid. We get scared, like, oh, I don't want to offend them, you know? And so I can sit here, you know, and shout against compromise and shout against all these things and say something that will be nice, but I actually want to come and talk about something that I think can be, I don't know about, maybe fixed. <laughs> and it's in the unity. I want to create the distinction between togetherness and alikeness. One that we don't want to be is togetherness. 
Um, the message is called Two Pieces of Puzzle because of how I represent this. In togetherness, you are with, we are all pieces of a puzzle. But because we don't want to deny what we want and what we feel and what we think, we force ourselves into pieces, into places that we don't belong. We are not, not allowing God to work in us, not allowing God to place us where he needs to. And so we are forcing ourselves two pieces of puzzle. You know, you can make them together, but they don't look right. They stick. Sure, you shake it and they're like really stuck, but it's not smooth. And when God wants to show the church the whole picture, <laughs> you're not where you need to be. And instead of togetherness, we need to be in a likeness. Where likeness is where we step down, back from what I want, from what I feel, from what I think, from who I like, who I don't like. And we say, okay, God, I give this to you. And I want you to place me where you want to have me. I think my whole podcast thing just stopped recording. It's fine. I'm just going to go because I like this. <laughs> but, you know, when a likeness, we step back from what we want and we say, God, you work. You do this. And God says, okay, I'm going to place you and I'm going to surround you with what I have in planned for you. And, you know, it's not what we think it is. It's not who we think it is. And when we realized this was so much better than who I thought or what I thought. Because God's hand on that. He had a promise for I know the plans I have for you to make you, not destroy you. God's plan for us is to seed, not to, to succeed, not to fail. And so, oh, no. <laughs> and so I want to look at this other. So going back to the scripture, it literally says, um... I have you, brethren, that you speak the same thing, that there be no division, but that you are perfectly joined together in the same mind and in judgment, in the same mindset. The most powerful thing a church can adopt is a likeness in mindset. Because even though each of us are different, even though we each have different careers, different personalities, different strengths, different weaknesses, that's what makes us together this beautiful picture and God, only when we give ourselves to God, can we fully exceed that picture, you know? And I love the idea of the puzzle because you know what? Like, not all the pieces are supposed to be together, but they work together to form that ending, you know? And so, um, let me see where we are. Uh, Psalms 133.1. So this is David, you know, his poetry. He says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Unity. I can't talk, y'all. <laughs> Notice how David uses the word dwell. This already implies a likeness and not togetherness. Beyond doing something like clapping because everybody else is clapping. Um, one thing I love that my pastor says is once in a while he'll go like, um, all the hypocrites say amen. And there's always someone that goes like, amen. And he's like, got him, you know? <laughs> and, you know, that just shows, you know, as people, we're going to follow what the crowd's doing. If everyone's standing up, I'm going to stand up. If everyone's clapping, you're going to clap. I'm going to clap. But when it comes down to it, are we really ready to make that sacrifice? Ready to stand when it matters, you know? And so... 
David uses the word dwell. Dwell, your home, is something that you decorate. It's something that you cultivate. It's something that you take care of. It's something that you choose to live in. It's a mindset. Unity is a mindset that we all have to choose and we all have to sacrifice some things. You can't get the biggest mansion. You know, you have to sacrifice, but you also have to give and you get to receive. God is just, he's a just God when we all act right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, so a likeness is something that you adopt daily. It is this doctrine that we believe is apostolic, you know, this is something that we live by. Worship is something you live. Holiness is something that you live. Unity is something that you live in. Okay, so then you go back to me and you say, okay, well, Aaliyah, um, I'm living in sin. You know, I'm going through all these things. I'm angry. I'm upset. Um, I'm tired. Okay, you know that God is king. You know that a relationship with him and with your church can change a lot of things that are wrong in you, inside of you and inside of your life. The problem is, you, you know this stuff. You know, it's, it's um, common in your head. You know, like, oh, I know that if I pray, God's going to help me, but I don't feel like praying. This feeling in me isn't agreeing with what I know. And it's a battle between your mind and your heart against your spirit and your flesh really your flesh is saying don't do that that's not gonna really that's not fun while your your spirit is like man i want to connect with god it's that battle and so you have to discipline yourself you have to what is it take up your cross you have to deny yourself you have to say lord i'm a slave to you i'm a servant this is your kingdom and it takes humility it takes a lot of humility to say feelings, my feelings, my desires, what I want. Hi again. <laughs> what I want is not God. God is God. My feelings are not God. God is God. And you have to fall in love with him and fall in love with his church, with his people, with his word every day, every moment. If you have to, every moment you're at church, you know, if someone, you know, is <laughs> that person, you know, that looked at you weird, maybe you imagined it, maybe you did it, you know, you had to say in yourself, Lord, I love your people for the love of, for the man who doesn't love his brother, the love of the father is not in him. We want to succeed. We want to love God. We got to love others too. Okay. So then you go further and you say, okay, well, you know, the church doesn't accept me. They don't choose me. They don't talk to me. They don't care. Been there. You know, those feelings, they feel real, you know. You feel justified. The church is supposed to do certain things. They're supposed to be in unity. And the biggest thing that I can tell you is if you want change, you have to be that change. You have to take that first step. You have to go up to them and say hi. You have to go up to them and love them. You have to be that change because nothing will change unless you do it. And you know, I think that when God lets us experience things or lets us feel things, if we have the maturity or if we have the strength to look at it and say, well, I, I feel this, but I don't want to live like this my whole life. I want to love God. I want to be a part of my church. You can get that strength to overcome it and go past it, you know, and you'll be able to be the change 
that nobody else did. God is calling you out. He's calling you to stand. Will you do it? <laughs> and, you know, it's a lot of attitude changing. It's a lot of self-denying, you know. Um, let me see. It's a lot to deny yourself. It's a lot to not just feel the emotion when you pray, when you 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 know you cry and you give your all to god it's more to sow it and cultivate it there's a lot of effort that goes into a seed that you planted you know so as i finish um i want you right now wherever you are if you're laying in bed if you're chilling whatever you're doing i want you right now to make a goal and when you fall chasing that goal you get up again um pray for a conviction conviction so that you don't stop trying and get an accountability partner. The path to a likeness is to stand for something despite what we feel. The path to unity is to stand for God, for everyone, for each other, despite what we feel. So yeah, thanks y'all for coming. Um, I think I should do more of these. This was actually really nice. <laughs> and thank you, Mariah, I loved all reading your little, I felt like, um, you know, somebody was hyping me up in the background, you know, and Salma. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I'll see you guys. I love you. God bless you. Y'all sleep well. Bye, y'all. Period. <laughs>